Hello and welcome to another episode of Divorce TV. And we've got Doctor as our guest today, talking about all kinds of things like nutrition and hormones and all very, very relevant to divorce. And we've got a, another healing from Susan Cowmiller that is not EFT this time. She's going to be doing something different with us. So look forward to that. So let's get right on now with the news and uh, welcome Wookie Licker Amazing. That's a great thing to say. We like people who say that about the show. So we've got some really international news for you uh, this week. We're going to start with news from Al Bawaba, which is a Saudi pod it's about a Saudi podcast which helps women and men to overcome the social stigma of divorce, which is pretty high in Saudi Arabia. So divorce rates in the kingdom began climbing as soon as the lockdown ended and life started returning to normal. The latest report by the Saudi Justice Ministry shows. In June, uh, 4,079 divorce certificates were issued in Saudi Arabia. And this is 30 times more than the 134 granted in April when authorities began implementing strict movement restrictions. The sudden spike is extreme, but nevertheless mirrors a dramatic increase in divorce rates in the kingdom in recent years. Highlighting the issue, a Saudi social entrepreneur and divorce coach launched a project to help people overcome what she describes as the shame and stigma associated with marriage breakup. Coach Ghazal Hashim started her Turn the Page podcast in 2017 with a friend, education specialist, Vazma Bushnak. Now the podcast later inspired Hashim to set up a coaching business called Together for a Better Ending, which specializes in divorce related issues. Now this voluntary initiative is still the only Arabic platform to address the social, legal, emotional, professional and family related challenges of life after divorce. A bit like we're the only uh, divorce TV show that does the same thing here in, in the States. Now the idea began when Hashim and Bushnak met to discuss the challenges both faced as single mothers. We thought about co-writing a book, but after a lot of talking, we decided to launch a podcast where we could hold discussions in a friendly manner, Hashim told Arab News. Now, Hashim said that they do not encourage people to get a divorce, but dedicate their efforts to help both divorced men and women to overcome the social shame and begin their new journey in life with confidence. Now, obviously, it's pretty, it's a big serious thing in, um, in Saudi Arabia um, with the whole shame thing, but it's not, it's not, we have that here too so i'll be interested to ha see any of your comments on that because i think there's still a quite big stigma around divorce in the certainly in the uk separation should not be viewed as failure she said divorce can be a catalyst for a positive change in life when married life becomes impossible she added we aim to break the stigma related to divorce divorce is seen as a bad thing that shouldn't be talked about while in fact it is an issue that exists at a high rate in our society and you can hardly find a family that doesn't have a single divorce case amongst its members. She, if divorce had been this bad, she says, our religion wouldn't have legalised it and they wouldn't have dedicated a whole surah or chapter in the Quran to divorce. She said that while divorce is a challenge for both sexes, divorced men are rarely encouraged to acknowledge their feelings or learn from their experiences. So they tend to go through several marriages and fail each time. 
In most Arab societies, divorce is discussed from an exclusively religious point of view, resulting in a lack of specialised family marriage-related support services and an awareness of their importance, Hashim said. So social stigma, do you think there is a stigma here in the UK? I feel that there still is. Not sure about how much uh, is the case in the States, but we do use the word broken family as though we're ripping things apart, which of course you are doing if you make it a right mess of it and go, get it all nasty. So we're gonna move on now to another international story. We're now with the Hindustan Times. Now, Kamya Punjabi says society uses the phrase separation and divorce as an abuse. I am remarried and happy. Now, this is an interesting story. So she's um, uh, actor, Kamya Punjabi. Uh, she's known to be fearless when it comes to talking about anything, be it her own life or even the rampant unfair practices in showbiz. Now, the actor says that the mentality of the society, where she is in, in India, still is such that they can't accept a woman taking critical life decisions for herself. In her case, it was divorcing and remarrying. She says, I'm trolled on social media that in our families, separation and divorce just doesn't take place. Divorce is a very painful word. Our society uses that word as an abuse. If someone is divorced or a single parent or wants to start a new life, they will get trolled and people will not support them. So if you're in the UK or US, you just count yourself lucky that you don't get that going on. Now, Punjabi is now married to Shalab Dang. The 41-year-old still has to feel trolls on social media, That's even though she's now remarried. So on how, how does she not let it get to her? She says, it makes me stronger. See, where I am today and the kind of work I'm doing she reveals that a lot of people, including celebs, hesitate in being vocal about their opinion on anything just because they're scared of the trolling. I've seen a lot of people who don't raise their voice and I'm talking about celebs, she says. This is how we have been brought up. We run away from things. Who decided, and, and Punjabi decided to instead to channelise her thoughts into a short film centred on the girl child. She tells us it's a mirror to society and the hard truth is I have seen so many families where the girl is intelligent in studies but she is married off. Women are also beaten. It has also happened that I fight for them but the girl herself is not taking a stand because she's grown up like that. She says they don't take a stand. That's why I wanted to make a film on this subject. And uh, before we get too comfortable with the fact that all oh, that doesn't happen in the UK or the US, um, be aware that in the US there are some states where uh, they're trying to turn back the clock, get rid of no-fault divorce, increase the waiting times and just make it as difficult as possible for people to get divorced. So let's not take our liberal views for granted. And, uh, and just so you know, even in the UK, with the changes to the divorce laws, the downside of the um, of impending next year will have no-fault divorce at last. We won't have to say horrible things about each other. At the same time, we'll have to wait longer to actually go ahead with the divorce. It almost seems to be like some sort of trade-off. One last story to finish off with. Right, the Mail Online, Sugar Babes, Amel Beraba gets candid about divorcing her husband. Now in January, uh, she filed for divorce from her husband after five years together with her mother, 
tragically passing away just two weeks later. So she had a massive amount on her plate. And in a new interview, Amela Baraba spoke candidly about leaving Marcio Sousa Rosa, losing her mother and regularly breaking down as the single mum struggling to cope during lockdown. The former Sugar Babe singer, 36, who shares daughter Emara too with her ex, admitted that their marriage had to end and that her ex knew it too. Speaking about filing for divorce, Amel revealed to OK Magazine that she was the one who broached it, out of the blue, at the start of January, just two weeks before her mother's death. She admitted that her main thought was her daughter and felt that being happy co-parenting was the best way forward, adding that she felt as though she was setting them all free. Describing how they co-parent Amira, Amel said that after four days of Marcio staying with them during lockdown, it was all she could take. So after worrying that they'd slip back into a marriage or friendship situation, they now live apart in what she described as a situation similar to that of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. And I always give gold stars to Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. They're some of the, the best co-parenting role models that we have. Amel explained how the uncertainty and loneliness enforced by the lockdown after her mother's passing away and the breakdown of her relationship of her relationship meant that she felt somewhat stripped of comfort and support. Luckily, a couple of months ago, the singer began to care for herself once again, Amel says, doing her nails and responding to friends' messages. Amel isn't putting too much focus on getting into another romantic relationship, describing the prospect of dating as exhausting. So, very important part of what I wanted to pull out of this is it is not an extravagance to look after yourself you know whether it's getting your nails done getting a gym membership it's so important there you are dealing with divorce you you're a single parent you've got so much stress on your plate do do look after yourself um it's as i said it's not an extravagant it's often a necessity now we're going to get ready to speak to our expert of the week who is a, a used to be working as a GP she'll tell us all about us what her history is but Dr Alistair Grimston is coming to you any minute now hello Dr Alistair Grimston thank you so so much and I've got the banner which you can't see but I can everyone else can it says hormone yeah. success system so you're going to obviously tell us a little bit about that but just to start with um i i i i've had gps in the past refer people to me because quite often the first person uh, someone will tell about the divorce is their gp and and sometimes those gps can see that those people are under immense stress and they don't just want to give them pills and medication they know that they need a little bit more support than that but on that subject of of stress and diet what you put into your body how you handle your health is really critical, isn't it? I'd love you to tell us a little bit about that. Hello there, Susie, and thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm Dr. Ali, the hormone success doctor. So um, I, uh, I've been a GP for 25 years or so, and I'm also a functional medicine doctor specializing in perimenopause and natural hormone balance for women. So. The situation with uh, divorce and general practice, it's true that we do find people do sometimes come to us. It's not a frequent thing because 
um, people, I think people don't feel that they, I, I think stress is so much accepted as part of um, daily life that people do seem to feel that they've got to just grit their teeth and get on with it. Um, certainly I've referred several patients to you in my GP practice. So I'm a, a GP two days a week still, um, as well as having my online and offline clinics and courses. So, uh, uh, yes, the, what I find is that the stress of divorce can make the symptoms of hormone imbalance so much worse. And the other way around, the stress of hormone imbalance, whether it's PMS or premenopausal dysphoric disorder or menopause makes divorce more likely because of the mood swings that go with that. Um, but in terms of um, when I would refer to you, the thing about GPs is that they are very much led to believe by our culture that they should only refer to people that are in the NHS. It, it's, a, it's a very strange system, and that's why you often don't get more uh, complementary complementary um, referrals or recommendations from your GP. That said, um, the reason I went into functional medicine and complementary and alternative medicine was that um, I broke my back when I was 17 in a car accident, and uh, I started medical school straight after that, after a 10-day hospital stay and a, a month off. And um, my GP at the time did recommend I try Alexander Technique, which is a complementary therapy. And uh, I would, I, I'm forever grateful for that and for the, the car accident because that led me along this route of the expertise that I have in complementary medicine. Um, in and terms of uh, your question, uh, it, I, I'm not really sure where it's where well, it's what I was, what from, I was, really. What I was saying is, um, um, so uh, with the area you've gone, it's not, uh, you've got, you're going to tell us a little bit more about the hormone success system, but uh, with health generally, as I was saying earlier with the, um, the end of the news story about a lot of women in particular, mothers don't tend to look after their health enough, which obviously increases, they, they eat the wrong things, they don't get enough sleep. And I know it sounds very basic, but it is really important to consider your health and to look at every aspect of it. So perhaps if you can talk about some of the kind of effects that um, divorce and that transition into single parentdom can have on people. Um, as you said already, some of that can be triggered by hormonal changes that are happening, but equally the stress itself can have effects on the body. So just kind of some general health awareness of what what kind of things could be cropping up that someone maybe doesn't even realise has anything to do with the stress they're under or could be making the whole process more, more stressful for them. Obviously their hormones playing up is definitely going to be a part of that. Okay, so what, what functional medicine is, which is grassroots medicine, with functional medicine we're actually looking at the, the causes of ill health, whereas in medicine and the medical establishment, whether you're in the US or in the UK, the, the focus is on let's look at these symptoms, give it a label and treat it with a sticking plaster, which is very often a pharmaceutical. 
and all medication are poisons to the body. They give extra work for your liver. So it's far better if you can actually look at the root causes of the health situation. And uh, one of my special areas is stress because of the fact that I burnt out myself at the age of 38 as a full-time GP. And what I discovered through my own experience as well as later in my functional medicine training is that we really need to put these foundations of health in place. And uh, there's a, a diagram that I use for explaining that, that those fundamentals, we need to make sure that we are connected to our vision for our own health um, and that we know a bit about our values. So spending some time despite all the busyness and fear and anxiety of going through a divorce and separation and very often looking after children as a single parent as well um, and helping them to deal with their own anxiety. But being sure getting a feel for what you want this next phase of your life to be based around is fundamental um, and and looking at your what's important to you what whether your important things are your career or your the environment or if there's something that really catches you that can be really helpful but having a vision for a peaceful you in a year or two's time can help you to take steps every day like meditation and like the work that Susan is going to take us through later um, can be really helpful. Um, nutrition is really important. Managing stress is really important. And it's not just managing stress because you know that when you're going through this stuff, you have intolerable amounts of stress that you're going through. Absolutely. And if you can work with Susie's ways and have it more as a peaceful process, then that's going to reduce the stress of that. But it's actually how we deal with stress. And when when I do have people talking to me about the stress of divorce, it tends to be when there's been a, a very um, uh, angry situation in the relationship. And then it's really affected everybody concerned to much deeper effect. But managing stress involves things like learning breathing exercises, um, doing visualizations or meditations, um, taking exercise, and we'll come to that later. Uh, and, and something called heart math is really effective, and that's a combination of breathing exercises with um, gratitude, so feeling gratitude. So even though you've got all of this going on, you can even look at a raindrop on the window and look at its beauty and appreciate it. You can look into the face of your child as they're eating breakfast, even though you're so stressed, and appreciate it. Find something to appreciate in every moment when you're stressed, and that will give you such a good step in the right direction. And this isn't something that you can do once and forget about it. I practice these stress management strategies every day, several times a day, including the deep breathing, because especially when we're stressed, we tend to breathe very shallowly and get into a sympathetic nervous state rather than the parasympathetic state that you get into when you're doing some deep breathing, doing some appreciation, doing some visualization. And that you just cannot think clearly or rationalize when you're in that fight and flight situation. But when you start taking those deep breaths, you move your brain function from the lizard brain to the wizard brain, which is much more able to come up with answers to the questions that you are facing. And it's just going to be so much more easy for you to deal with 
that moment, that hour, that day, and that week. And we know that you're going through extreme stress at this time, but these can all be extremely helpful. With nutrition, it's really important to clean your diet up. And the temptation is when you're going through all this busy and stressful time to start shortcutting food preparation because we know you've got a lot to do. Um, suddenly, there's only one of you looking after the kids. You're having to deal with everything to do with the house that maybe you've been sharing up to now. There are so many extra jobs as well as if you're working as well, keeping that going. But if you can just make sure you're using natural foods as much as possible, not using processed foods. And in actual fact, if you can set aside time, even if that becomes part of your quality child time as well. So the kids helping you cut up the courgettes, this can all be helpful in the added benefit of good nutrition. Um, and another thing that can be very stress relieving is growing some of your own food. So even if you've only got the facility to have pots in your garden or on your patio or on your balcony, you can start to grow your own foods. And that in itself, the magic of seeing things grow from seeds, the way lettuces and salad leaves can keep coming back, these can all help you as well as help nourish you. And the importance of nourishment uh, cannot be underestimated. The vitamins and minerals in fresh foods are what are needed for your body to deal with stress, for you to be able to produce your stress hormones, but also the DHEA, which helps you to recover from stress and also helps you to produce your sex hormones so that your menstrual cycle or perimenopause or menopause situation can be as easy as possible as well. So you do need, I can't overestimate the, the uh, importance of good nutrition. And I recommend taking supplements on a regular basis. So you're clearly not your average GP. <laughs> That's yeah. very obvious. I love everything you're saying. Um, just, just in the last minute we've got here, uh, you've, you mentioned there about perimenopause or menopause and, and how important diet is there. A lot of people just think, oh, I have to go on HRT. Presumably there's more choices or more ways to manage that period because that could be have been partly a trigger for the divorce or it could be an added layer of stress through the divorce because emotionally you, know, you can be pretty much all over the place for a while, can't you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And the brain fog and the mood swings that you, you suddenly realize you shouted at the kids or your partner and you don't recognize that person. It's it's a, a really difficult time. And uh, women in their 40s and 50s, that's the highest time for suicide as well. There's a lot of anxiety and depression which goes with perimenopause that is under-recognized as being hormonal in its basis. And there's a lot you can do to support your hormones using nutrition, using, using supplements and herbs, as well as using HRT and using as natural HRT as, as possible. Um, it's important not to be afraid of HRT, uh, but it's also important not to feel like that's the answer because it isn't. That's just, if you're just relying on a prescription, it's just like using a painkiller prescription for managing pain rather than all of the actual groundwork that you have to use in managing pain. And things like sleep, um, also really important in the management of stress and of hormone balance as well. So there are many, many facets to managing hormone imbalance and stress and this whole situation that you're going through. And I just 
recommend that you try to make some time for yourself. Try to learn some techniques like Susan's going to teach us in a minute around meditation for when you're having those wakeful nights. You know, menopause gives you sleepless nights in the first place, but the stress of a divorce, whew. So you really need to learn to release the stress, do the deep breathing, do some meditation, and just leave the worries to, for your brain to think about tomorrow. Just tell yourself, now is not the time to worry about those. I'm going to set some time for me to think about that tomorrow over a cup of tea. And not too much caffeine, but I do like my cappuccino myself, but only one or two a day. <laughs> yeah, I keep I try and keep mine to before 12 o'clock um, for the sake of everybody. Never mind my sleepless nights. So just a last question. It's a yes or no answer. Thank you so much, by the way, Alison, for all, all this massive amount of advice you've given us. But yes or no. So if you're a husband now watching this and you think your wife's gone a bit crazy, basically, should they be sending them or suggesting they come and have a chat with you? There are lots of things that, that you need to do. And I've written a blog post specifically about menopause for men. So um, that and, and just understanding menopause can make it easier for you to cope with what your partner or wife is going through. And yes, I can help for sure. So when I'm when this goes uh, fully sort of does its thing online, I'll be tagging you in. If you could pop that link as well as some other links, that would be brilliant in the comments and then people will be able to yeah. find out more. That's great. Thank you okay. so very much for being on the show. It's lovely to see you again. You're welcome. Thank you take, for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was good. So I, I love GPs that talk about real health and don't just give you a pill. Um, but that's hard to do if you're uh, in the NHS. So good old Alison that she's managed to make that space and time in her life. And uh, she's able to serve a great many people that way. Now we were going to whiz through our lesson content. We're still on the five key stages in your divorce plan. And we're going to just go in deep on number three we're splitting the pot this one so my guidance on this uh, into part of your strategy is for goodness sake look at the bigger picture don't just get stuck on here we are we've got this bit here and we've got to try and work it out that's people get locked into that and they forget that they need to start first with thinking what is the bigger picture what are they trying to achieve here because this is the rest of your life really that you're setting yourself up for here it's not just a case about how much you have but the way you split those finances can have massive impacts so don't start from a place of lack and fear because it will not help your decision making and you need to make a forever plan really and, and start with with what you want to create don't worry about how you're going to do it yet maybe there's not that much money in the pot but start with what you want to create and in that don't squash your dreams um, and how you might say how am I going to live my dreams or even know what my dreams are when I'm in the middle of a divorce well there's great people who can help you with that so we've got uh, for example Jane Parslow who is a transitions coach these are all people who are part of the divorce best way to divorce team also they are many of the divorce financial workshops that we run uh, we have divorce coach Jonathan Burston who can also help with this and if you come and join us in the secret divorce group, which is not on Facebook, you will be able to access these experts and their advice in our monthly meetups. Financial strategies. Now we're getting on to the, 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 uh, the financial side now. So you've got your, your vision, you're looking at the bigger picture. 
again, money mindset. So apart from knowing what you want to create, you may have a lot of subconscious blocks. I know I've had plenty about money thinking, do I deserve it? Um, this is all stuff you're not even conscious of a lot of the time. So this is the kind of thing that Indra, who's a wealth coach, who's also recently joined us on the on the directory and in the Secret Divorce Group. She works with people, women mainly, but also men, to help them uh, feel confident about asking for the money that they need. We had a, a lovely lady in our group the other day and she was using language that I picked her up on because it was it implied, and I remember doing this myself, you think, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got to take some money for us and the children, as if you're taking something away, but you've got a job to do, you've got to bring these kids up. You're splitting things, you're splitting the pot in a fair and equitable way. You're not denying someone else something just because you need it for the kids. We need to, to really be careful about how we think about this. So interest can help with that. Also on a deeper level, you're gonna have these subconscious blocks around money that uh, healing can really help with. So you might have uh, Debbie Talalay does Theta Healing. She does fantastic work on this. And Susan, who we're having a meditation with at the end here, she does um, emotional freedom technique, tapping, and that again can be very powerful at shifting these blocks in your thinking so that you don't, uh, so that you're open and able to then dream about a future that you really want to create. And another key point on this, before you sit down and really kind of get into your financial strategies, are you feeling bullied? Is your ex uh, financially bullying you and controlling you? You need to deal with that. That's not going to go away. Um, and of course, Ruth Driscoll is uh, particularly uh, expert at helping people deal with that. Now, cutting a deal. This is the key. And obviously, you want to cut a deal. You do not want to end up in court with someone else who doesn't know your family telling you how to split it all up. You want to be able to do it yourselves. So you're going to be focusing on the outcome. You're going to know your numbers. You're going to get all the information in. You're going to build your confidence through the healing, through perhaps working with, with Indra. And financial planners, these are the secret weapons. Financial planners like Henry Elliston and Christine Rogers, they will, they're like magicians. They have a crystal ball and they can look into the future and see how your finances work out. So as you start to put a plan together, they can work out for you. You don't have to do all the numbers. They can work out for you and say, hey, in another Two, two years time you'd be fine uh, but by the time year three you're actually going to run out of money if you do it this way so they're really really important people to talk to and before you can cut a deal you need to know what kind of deal is the best kind of deal to cut and finally financial planning prep so how do you prepare yourself for a session with a financial planner well you gather that information Filling in the for me helps. In fact, a lot of the info that you use will be in the for me. So you kind of combine the two. Sometimes people find that quite onerous, especially if they've got business involved and all these other finances. Uh, Neil James accountants can help with that. Uh, and also Indra, our wealth coach. Be clear on what you want. You're working with a, a life coach, removing blocks through healing. That's going to help you get that clarity. And finally, let the financial planner use their crystal ball to help you work out what is your bottom line of what you really need and then what you'd really like and then somewhere in the middle you're, you're going to cut a deal that's going to work for the whole family now we're going to move on to um, shared stories this week it's a little bit different it's a little video i made uh, a while back which i'd like to share with you
did I marry an idiot? That is the question. Um, that's what happens when you leave me alone with some uh, online software for making uh, animated videos. But the it's true, you do need to think before you get too upset with your ex, you know, you chose to marry them. There are some sensible elements to them. You've just got to tap in there and only uh, an idiot would ignore dispute resolution and hand away all their power to someone who doesn't know them, who just happens to be a judge. Right, we're gonna have a whizzy whizzy roundup. Get ready with your phones if you want to use the QR codes. Divorce Financial Workshop nearly, nearly, really is really, nearly full now, just filling in the last few places. Um, it's on the 10th of September. I'd love to do more, but I have no set dates yet. So if you want to be sure that you can access this this year, you definitely want to book in soon. Our wonderful uh, divorce group on Facebook. Um, lots of great, great thing to do, but even, even better, I dare say is the secret divorce group which is not on Facebook and that's where we have meetups and chats and you can uh, access uh, lots of wonderful information that I have handy for you. So we're ready now for our healing. I'm really looking forward to this one and Susan Cowmiller is going to be appearing after this next slide. Welcome, Susan. Can you hear me loud and clear? I've got you loud and clear, thank you. Fantastic. So what are we going to be doing today? Well, we're not going to be doing my usual EFT tapping. I want to share breath work as a preparation for learning meditation because um, several years ago, my homeopath suggested to me one day, very gently, Susan, I think meditation might be the way to go with you. You know, my wife runs a, a small group, etc. And my response was, oh, I know, fine, it would help me, but I haven't got time for that. I, I, I'm not in the right place for it, which is sad. I obviously wasn't in the right place. Now I'm very interested. Of, I'm going to be sharing someone's work, some that I'll be commenting on in the comments about it, my friend who who's running his own meditation group Lovely. stroke website. So that's what I'm doing. Fantastic. There's a slight rattling sound in the background. I don't know what it is, but I think we'll be all right because I'm going to be playing a little bit of music underneath so we can get into the mood. So, and I will disappear from everyone's screens because the last thing you want to do is watch me meditating. And uh, <laughs> and I look forward to, to uh, say, uh, yeah, we'll round off together when you finish. So I'm going to start the next slide now where so everyone will only be able to see you. Thank you. I'm going to be doing some breath work with you and I would like you, oh, excuse me, I would like you to gently, gently become aware of your breath. Relax your shoulders and close your eyes. Gently start by normal breathing, breathing in and breathing out. Feel your breath in your nostrils 
when you breathe in. Feel it when you breathe out. With your next breath, start following the breath inwards. Breath and consciousness becomes one. And follow the breath outwards. There is nothing else to think about in this moment. You are breathing in and you're breathing out. You're following the breath in and you're following the breath out. You are simply becoming aware of your breathing. In your next breath, once you've followed the breath in, I want you to see the gap for a fraction of a second before <clears throat> you breathe out. The breath stops. Now follow the breath out and the same gap happens before you start to breathe in. Breathing in there is a gap Breathing out, there is a gap. Just breathe through your nose. Feel the breath in the nostrils. Follow it going in. And feel it stop just before you're about to breathe out. and feel it stop just before you're about to breathe in. In these gaps, there is no breath. There is just stillness. Once you start to become aware of these gaps, awareness happens. This is where you simply discover the empty space that holds all the possibilities. Then gently continue, breathe in and out. Pause and wait. Wait for your next breath to come. will always come. Focus on the breath and on the pauses between the breaths. You're learning to trust your breath. So all you are doing is gently breathing in and out. Pausing and waiting, 
waiting for the next breath to come. You are trusting your breath, hence trusting life, trusting your existence. Namaste. And gently open your eyes. Thank you. That was lovely. I was so calming that I completely completely lost the plot, <laughs> lost everything. So that was wonderful. So thank you so much, Susan. And um, and we're going to now just uh, leave the show now and with the same words as I usually say, but sometimes in a different order. In the war of divorce, on the battlefield of family separation, please always make peace your weapon of choice. <laughs>